0: Thank you so much for joining me. This week, we're going to talk about coping with unexpected disruptions. You'll find links and additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 392. This episode is brought to you by Calm. Trying something new can be intimidating, if you're like me anyway. Meditation may be something you've heard about, but have yet to try for yourself. Well, Calm helps you feel more at ease from the moment you start. You can find somewhere that's comfortable and familiar to you, like your couch or your bed, and tune into Calm for guided meditations that can help you relax, calm down, and uh, get focused. I've been pleased to partner with Calm, the number one mental wellness app, to give you the tools that improve the way you feel. You can reduce stress and anxiety through guided meditations, and that may be something helpful in uh, our our topic this week. Uh, You can improve focus with curated music tracks and rest and recharge with Calm's imaginative sleep stories for children and for adults. They even offer new daily movement sessions designed to relax your body and uplift your mind. And if you go to Calm.com slash TPW, you'll get a special offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription and new content is added every week. Over 100 million people around the world use Calm to help take care of their minds and I'm happy to be one of them. Calm is ready to help you stress less, sleep more and live a happier, healthier life. Aside from the various guided meditations that they offer, anything from 10 minutes to longer, uh, I really enjoy, as I've said before, their sleep stories. I I often have trouble falling asleep, usually because I have so many things on my mind. And Calm's sleep stories are my go-to, never-fail solution to help me get to sleep. As I said, for listeners of this podcast, Calm is offering an exclusive offer of 40% off their premium subscription, which is the one that I have, at calm.com slash tpw. Go to calm.com, that's c-a-l-m.com slash tpw for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. Once again, that's calm.com slash tpw. Okay, so let's get into our topic this week. I think if you're listening to me, you probably care about being productive, about getting things done that are important to you and so on. And when you care about being productive, when you take the time to plan your your days, your weeks, to organize and to develop on purpose routines that work for you, It can be discouraging when something comes out of nowhere to just throw all your plans into disarray. And for reasons I'll explain in a minute, I've been thinking this week about how do you manage life when an unexpected event occurs that completely disrupts your normal routines? Um, My life is pretty simple. If you've listened to this podcast very long, you know I work from home. I, I run my law practice from my home office. Uh, I seldom have reason to leave home during the week, honestly. I have a basic routine for my mornings, for my workday, for my evenings, and there's a fairly repetitive rhythm to my weeks that generally allows me to get my legal work done, get podcast episodes published, and uh, get my house in order. Some people probably would think my life is boring, but I'm content with it. I like it. I like the routines and the rhythm of it. And I like generally knowing what to expect and what I can get done over the course of a week. Well, this past week, something unexpected happened that disrupted everything. It disrupted my work, my daily routines, even my thinking, and for a night or two, my sleep. It's The short story of it is that I was selected on Monday as a juror on a criminal trial that started first thing Tuesday morning and continued throughout the week and is expected to take up most of next week as well. I was kind of dumbfounded on Monday when I heard my name called. I have I get called for jury duty pretty frequently, maybe once a year, but I always get dismissed. I don't know if um, lawyers don't want another lawyer on their jury or, or what the deal is, but Every single time I've ever been called for jury duty, I've been uh, dismissed at the end of jury selection. Well, that didn't happen this week. On Monday, when they finished going through the process and the the judge called out the names of the people who were selected for the jury, I was number 10. And uh, so I sat in the jury box and the the judge told us that this is a criminal trial, told us what, what the trial was about, that would it would be starting the next morning and continuing through the week, as I said, and into next week. And then he sent us home uh, kind of mid-afternoon and uh, to to get things in order so we could be out of pocket for a, a week and a half to two weeks. Uh, and I, like I said, I was stunned. It really was a Disruption. Now, let let me, you know, say that I, I'm honored to do it. I have actually always wanted to serve on a jury. I think it's a, a duty of us as American citizens, and a privilege to get to serve. But as I said, I've always been dismissed. Uh, so I'm I'm grateful for the opportunity, and I take it very seriously. But you know, we have life, right? We all have things we're doing. I have a legal practice. I have various other commitments. And I drove home um, Monday mid-afternoon and had to, um, you know, make some big changes pretty quickly to be prepared to not be able to, not be available to my clients, uh, not to be able to do my usual things for a couple of weeks. And as I said, it was a disruption. Uh, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity. I consider it a privilege and an honor, but it was a disruption nonetheless. And the phrase I've been thinking about all week is monkey wrench. Uh, maybe you've heard that phrase. Maybe you haven't. It's something I heard often growing up Where, it, as in, well, that really threw a monkey wrench into things. Uh, so, you know, as in something happens that throws a monkey wrench into your plans This is a phrase I heard often growing up. My parents used it, but as it was on my mind this week, I got curious about where it came from, and so I did a little research. And the phrase throw a monkey wrench into means to sabotage or frustrate a project or plans, and it comes from industrial sabotage, the idea of throwing a tool inside of machinery to make it stop working, and it dates to clear back to the early 1900s. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, I was also surprised to learn, maybe you wouldn't be, but I was, uh, in researching this, that there actually is a tool called a monkey wrench. According to Wikipedia, the the fount of all knowledge, uh, the monkey wrench is a type of adjustable wrench, a 19th century American refinement of 18th century English coach wrenches. It was according to Wikipedia, widely used in the 19th and early 20th centuries. And um, this this phrase, to throw a monkey wrench into, is largely a U.S. idiom that means to sabotage something. Uh, And uh, apparently the British English equivalent is uh, to throw a spanner in the works. So in case you're interested, there's a little bit of uh, grammatical history for you. In any event... Whatever I may feel about the um, the honor and the responsibility of serving on a jury, it really did throw a monkey wrench into my plans for the week. And so I thought we'd talk about what do you do? Uh, how do you uh, cope with something like that when suddenly and unexpectedly something disrupts your plans? And there are lots of things that can do that. Um, some of the kinds of unexpected things that can disrupt our life that I thought of, besides uh, unexpectedly being called for jury duty, is you know your car breaks down and you're you're um, not able to go anywhere for a while, or a sudden injury or illness. Uh, I thought about when COVID first hit a couple years ago, and all of a sudden. The world kind of came to a close. Schools and businesses were closed. People were sent home to work and to learn from home. Uh, even for those people who already were at home, things were disrupted because everybody else in the household now was there all day. Maybe when they were used to being home alone, either you know, working a job or their business or or as a homemaker, a serious weather event can disrupt things unexpectedly. And I'm thinking of things like a tornado that goes through and tears things up or, or a hurricane that comes or a blizzard. So any number of things can unexpectedly disrupt our life and our plan. And for those of us who who thrive on order, who have taken the time and the effort to plan our our lives, our days, our weeks, uh, to organize things and and try to be productive, that can have a, a pretty um, disruptive effect. The effect of it is that our routines are disrupted. And here I'm not talking just about uh, routines that we've crafted intentionally to boost productivity, as we've talked about in some previous episodes, but simply the routines that develop organically because we human beings, most of us are creatures of habit. Even those of us who enjoy and thrive on variety and doing lots of different things, we still have routines and we may not even be aware aware of them or conscious of them, but we have them. And when they are disrupted, they can cause difficulties in being productive. Uh, In one article I read, a fall 2020 article on the London School of Economics and Political Science online journal, they were talking about the initial decline in workplace productivity when COVID-motivated changes began. Uh, The writer there notes that routines are quite fragile and can be thrown off by mundane aspects of everyday life, such as a power outage, a sick child, or a construction delay. And so routines can be disrupted by these sorts of things. Well, why does that matter? In that same article, the writer talked about the fact that there is a lot of evidence to support the idea that, and I'm quoting now um, from the article, routines, particularly morning routines, provide a foundation for a productive day. Because routines automate basic elements of daily life, they help conserve energy to dedicate toward achieving goals during the day. But when a routine is disrupted... What was previously automated requires conscious thought. And the studies done by this article's authors found that, and again, quoting, whatever the routine, disruptions to it leave employees feeling less engaged and being less productive over the course of the day. And that's the point here. That's certainly what I found when things changed. I felt... um, disoriented for a day or so. It's been several years that I've been working from home and, and I work long hours. I work lots, you know, lots of hours in the course of a week, but it's been several years but since I've had to leave the house in the morning and be gone all day and then come back in the evening. What you probably do all the time, or what many Americans and many people around the world do every day. Uh, that hasn't been my routine, and I found it disorienting to have to do that. It changed kind of my usual way of doing things in the morning, and I found myself um, exhausted really at the end of the day, even though technically in many ways I was working fewer hours. Um, obviously, being on a jury and listening to evidence is it requires a lot of focused attention, but it it was certainly a different kind of day so when something like this happens whatever it might be in our life and it disrupts our routines it throws a monkey wrench into our plans and we have to sort of pivot and adapt to the change from what we were going to do to the new whatever it is what are some of the things we can do to cope to maintain our equilibrium, and to stay productive, albeit perhaps in a different way. Well, there are a bunch of different recommendations, um, things that came to mind that I've tried to do this week, uh, ideas that I got from from some different experts as I started researching this topic and and decided to share it with you. So first of all, um, one recommendation, I think this came from an article that I'll talk about here in a minute uh, called Three Tips for Handling a Life Disruption. But this writer said, uh, just to keep in mind that during a crisis-triggered disruption, productivity, in the sense of getting lots of stuff done, is less important than well-being. So take care of yourself. That's the first thing I would suggest. Um, Get enough sleep and that was hard for me, I, and honestly, and this is not an advertisement, I really did rely on the calm sleep stories to get myself to sleep, because I would lie down at night and find myself thinking, you know, sort of rethinking the evidence I'd seen that day and the situation that the parties found themselves in, and, and I couldn't get to sleep. And those sleep stories really helped me, it, and it became... More important for me to get a good night's sleep as I was, you know, under some level of stress just from the change in my routine, let alone uh, the experience that I was having. So, when we are in a disruption because of something like that, some crisis of whatever kind, I really do think we need to let productivity take a back seat to our well-being and take care of ourselves. The second thing I would suggest is that we need to resist the urge to turn reactive To um, because I f- I found myself, you know, just driving home that day thinking, how am I going to do this? I have these plans. I have calls for clients. I have work that needs to get done. I've got all, all these different things, and it, this changes everything, and I'm going to have to be spending my days away doing this other thing. And I found myself not, not frantic, but just the mind goes, you know, 100 miles an hour as you're thinking, all right, how am I going to make this work? And I was really reactive in that moment. So what I had to encourage myself to do and what I would suggest to you as well is to, to resist that urge, to take a minute, take a breath, and take a step back evaluate the situation as calmly as possible, figure out, all right, what what was the plan? What has to change now? Who needs to be notified? You know, all that kind of stuff. But to really, you know, slow down our breathing a little bit, slow down our heart rate, and uh, become more proactive in dealing with the situation. And the third thing, kind of along those same lines, is to to try to manage your thinking about the disruption. Look for uh, the lesson to be learned instead of the thinking of it as a problem. But what is the the opportunity here? Can I grow somehow here? Can I, you know, in my case, I I actually, A, get to do something that I think is very important and something I've actually always wanted to do. And B, um, be a part of, our our, ju- our justice system and working very hard to make sure that justice is done in this situation. So when this, whatever the disruption source is, happens in our life, whether it's a something like jury duty or an, an illness or a weather event or whatever may be disrupting your daily routines uh, unexpectedly, if we can find... The lesson in it, find a way, not, and I'm not talking about being, you know, Pollyanna and everything's, you know, sunshine and roses, but how can I grow through this situation? What can I learn? This has forced me to slow down in some ways for a, a week or so. So try to manage your thinking about it. And this goes to this same point of not being reactive, but looking for the good that can come out of the situation. The fourth tip then would be simply to let go of everything you can. Um, one, this article that I was mentioning before, uh, and I will link these, these articles in the show notes in case you want to check them out because there's lots of good stuff there. This writer said, when a disruption forces you to drop things or you simply run out of time, choose your casualties with care. Begin by removing items from your task list and calendar from the bottom up. And here the writer's talking about a, a list of kind of priority or the pillars, what, what they refer to as the pillars of a of, of productive life. And the examples she gives are, for example, remove your daily meditation, which is number four on the list, stress management. Before you abandon your daily exercise, which she lists as number three exercise, you know, you may prioritize things differently, but think about what really matters. And as things need to be dropped off your schedule because of the disruption or things need to be knocked off your to-do list, be thoughtful about it, be strategic and intentional about it and make sure you're taking care of yourself Uh, The writer says, avoid the temptation to let everything go and start living on McDonald's hamburgers and limited disrupted sleep. Uh, Those things are important for our health, and so avoid letting those be the things that go. Let something else go before you do that. Um, Professor Christina Moore, as item five on my list of tips, in an article that I thought was really good entitled Productivity During Disruption, she recommends that we modify our usual productivity system to what she calls a survival productivity system. And basically the idea here is to, um, you know, if you've developed a robust task manager or a planner that has detailed plans and to-do lists, that you normally use to to keep your life moving and keep things organized set that aside for now and stick with a very simple system with only the most essential tasks listed it, it really comes down to go into in a way a survival productivity system do the most important things and be okay with letting other things go for now because the the whole idea of a disruption of our routines and our schedule and everything means that something's got to go. Right. And going back to tip number four, don't let it be your, your healthy eating. Don't let it be your sleep. Uh, Let other things go. If the floor doesn't get mopped, that's okay. If the filing doesn't get done, it can wait. Those things will still be waiting when the disruption has passed. Uh, So I really liked that idea of sort of setting everything aside not lowering your standards necessarily, but just being practical and pragmatic about what can actually be done given whatever, uh, you know, unexpected disruption has occurred. Uh, The number six tip that I have on the list here, and this was one that I think is hard for a lot of us, but it's to ask for help. As I said, when I was selected for this jury on Monday, I came back to my home office and I reached out to colleagues and explained, here's what's going on, and asked for specific help from different people. I asked one colleague, can you cover this call tomorrow uh, with the client that she was familiar with? So she was able to step in and cover a, a status call that needed to happen at a certain time when I would be in the courtroom. Uh, ask someone else, can you step in to work with me on this time-sensitive matter for another client that can't wait? So it, it really becomes important, although it is hard for a lot of us to ask for help because we're used to being self-sufficient, we're used to to trying to be the productive one and get things done and taken care of, but in a situation like this that we're talking about where something unexpected has come along to disrupt the plans to disrupt your your routine, there's nothing wrong with, and it's actually a good thing to uh, reach out to others for help. And maybe that's people in your family, maybe it's friends, people in your church. It depends on what it is you need help with. But don't be afraid to do that. Reach out to to those people, ask for help. Uh, to get you through the the disruption period. Because eventually that will pass and then you can get back to your regular routines. But maybe, you know, you can use this as an opportunity to rethink your routines. Uh, So that may be, you know, going back to number three, a way to manage your thinking. Maybe this is a way to develop a new habit of working with other people and getting other people involved to help when it's needed. And then number seven, and the last one on my list is pretty simple bottom line give yourself grace in a situation like this i know that i found i i, I had a lot of angst driving home from the the jury selection on monday thinking i'm going to how can i do this i'm going to let down all these clients who are expecting certain things to be happening this week that i'm not going to be able to get done and i'm going to have to to stay up, you know, be in court all day and then come home and stay up all night working. And, you know, how, how am I going to do this? I'm letting people down and I don't like to disappoint people. What we have to do is give ourselves grace. Uh, you know, we say that uh every week on this podcast, but this is a really, really good opportunity to put that into practice. You you are only human. You can only do so much, and when certain things happen that come come in unexpectedly and disrupt your plans and your routines and your regular way of doing things, that's not a failure on your part. So give yourself grace and let yourself be okay with that. As Professor Moore, who I mentioned earlier, who talks about the uh, survival productivity system, Um, she reminds us in her article, productivity during disruption is about staying healthy and safe so that you're ready to work when the time is right. And that's, you know, what I'm talking about here in this episode is these temporary things. There are longer term sorts of situations that we, we can talk about in another episode. And I'd love your thoughts on some of those. But When something temporarily comes along and disrupts a day or a week or even a month, the priority in that situation is to stay healthy and safe physically, mentally, and emotionally so that you are ready and able to work when the disruption is gone and things can get back to the way you prefer for them to be. So those are my thoughts. Um, I hope this is, you know, helpful to you. I really would love to know what you think about this. How do you cope with the unexpected disruptions? How do you get things done? What what tips and, and ideas can you offer for the rest of us that uh, can help us through these situations? Because, you know, life happens, right? Even those of us who have developed those routines and those systems for staying productive and organized and have a plan for our time. Life happens, things change. Uh, Some of them we know they're coming and some of them we don't. And when these unexpected sort of short-term disruptions come along, I'd love to know what you do that helps you get through that and stay as productive as you want to be. You can share your suggestions, your ideas, in the comment section of the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com/three nine two, or post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. If you're a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, that's a great place for us to share our ideas because life happens to all of us, right? And so let's let's put our heads together and come up with suggestions that we can all kind of look at to get uh, to get through them together. If you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, I'm always happy to hear from you. You can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com and I'll look forward to hearing from you there. Uh, Don't forget, if uh, you're in the midst of a a crisis-driven disruption, one thing you can do to sort of calm yourself and and, uh, get through it with uh, a minimum of of emotional disruption is something like Calm. And remember that they're offering that exclusive offer of 40% off their premium subscription at calm.com slash TPW, that's C A L M dot com slash TPW for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. And thank you so much to Calm for supporting the Productive Woman podcast. And that, my friends, is it for this episode. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I look forward to your suggestions and your ideas. And I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, Extend grace to each other and certainly to yourself and go make your life matter.